Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of The Writer's Haven. I am your host, Musu of Musu Writes, and um, I'm really excited about today's episode. But before I get to that, um, I just wanted to quickly thank you all for your continued interest um, because I have been super busy behind the scenes. For some reason this year, uh, September and October have been busier than usual. Um, So I haven't been able to record as many episodes, but there are, uh, you know, a lot of episodes for you to catch up on if you are not a regular listener. But, um, you know, I do just want to let you guys know that, um, you know, we're, you know, we're working on getting more interviews. There are definitely more on the way. So like I said, it's been busy. Um, I have been tackling this whole querying journey, (laughs) which is a whole nother chapter in this whole writing story that I'm doing. And um, I won't get into it too much now. I'll just save that for another episode because it's, it's mind wrecking to say the least. I hate to put it that way, but um, it, it has just been, it's really been a trip. So <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Um, so back to today's show, uh, we our guest today is she's just yet another example of how telling your story can be extremely powerful. Um, you know, like a lot of us, she was hesitant to speak up at first. She was hesitant to say something, you know, thinking about how people would react, family and all of that. But then once she made that decision to finally step forward and, um, you know, speaking out about her situation, many doors started opening for her. So I'm really excited to share my interview with Janelle Brown. She is the CEO and founder of William is Artistic. And um, this is our first for the show. I'm really excited about it because we cover a lot of different topics in the realm of writing, but this is our first time actually um, touching on the topic of special needs or having an autistic child. So uh, she has a very interesting story to share. um, And I really hope that you get a lot out of this um, episode because we go into her vision behind her organization that she's doing a lot with. And we, of course, she talks about her journey as a writer. Um, She also talks about the misconception a lot of people may have about autistic children, you know, and that that can definitely be difficult. You know, you have family members making certain comments. You have other people in your community asking you all types of questions. Some of them you may know how to handle and some of that you may you may not know. So um, I really hope you get something out of this episode. If even if you don't have an autistic child, maybe you know someone who does. So please feel free to share this episode with them. Janelle is offering a lot of great information. She's offering great advice for parents. Um, and then, of course, we we learn a lot from what she has gone through as well. So um, she, her, the, her information, her her. Uh, her contact information is in the show notes. So please feel free to reach out to her, learn more about her organization. If you want to support it, that would be great too. Um, and as always, if you are not subscribed to the show, we are now on Apple, we're on iTunes, we are on Google Play, and of course we are on Podbean. So go ahead and subscribe. You'll be one of the first to get notified when a new episode drops. And don't worry, we definitely have more episodes on the way. So I thank you for your continued interest, your continued support, and I hope you you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Writer's Haven. Thank you so much. I know you are a very busy woman, so thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So um, we're, you know, we we think it's important to highlight, you know, different things that go on throughout the year, especially when it comes to um, caring, you know, for family members or loved one, 
uh, whether they have a special need or, you know, whatever the case may be. So um, we we're glad to have you on here today so that we can highlight you and your journey with what you're doing as far as um, the vision you have behind your, your, your son's uh, program and all good things like that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's, let's jump right into it. Um, William is artistic. Can you give me the reason and vision behind that organization? Yes, I sure can. So William is artistic. Um, so a little bit about the actual organization. William is artistic is a parent support group and advocacy organization. We are in the process of turning it actually into a nonprofit organization. Um, I decided to form the organization based off my own personal journey with my son who was diagnosed with autism um, on the autism spectrum disorder back in 2018 of November. And so going through that journey um, kind of gave me kind of like the purpose and the vision to kind of establish something outside of just, you know, going through my own personal journey that I can help other families who probably like myself kind of felt helpless um, kind of felt, you know, confused and not understanding, you know, what this diagnosis meant. And not only that, prior to the diagnosis, there were a lot of mental health challenges that my son was experiencing. So just those together just kind of gave me a vision and a purpose to say, you know, I know I'm not the only one who experienced, you know, the multitude of challenges and the obstacles, not only through the medical side, educational side. Um, and so I want to be that help that I know I needed many, many years ago um, when I started my journey myself. And so hopefully, like I said, soon William is Artistic will turn into a nonprofit organization. So just bringing more well awareness to um, autism as it affects uh, more so like the black families um, and making sure that we kind of take away those stigmas, especially when it comes to the mental health. Yes, of course. And, you know, I, I applaud you because it's, I, I've seen that, you know, for some parents, of course, it's a very challenging thing altogether, but to be able to come forth and not just um, help people, but to share your own struggles or your challenges that you have, you, you may have, you know, in this type of situation. Um, and I also think, and you, you know, of course, get your take on it, that there are a lot of misconceptions as far as raising someone, uh, a child with autism. Can you give us a little insight on that? I know for when, when I first started, um, a lot of misconceptions, of course, especially being a parent, is that we automatically kind of look down on ourselves and kind of get hard on ourselves, trying to mm -hmm. figure out, is it something that I did? Um, was it something, you know, either along the pregnancy journey or just genetics or anything like that? that I did to cause my child to be autistic. Mm -hmm. um, and, and people used to ask me many years ago, using the word, uh, what's, what's wrong with your son? And I hate using the word wrong and my son in the same sentence, yeah. um, because nothing is actually wrong with him. It's just that my son has a creative way of thinking. And that's kind of William is artistic, a creative way of thinking. And it's very different, nothing wrong with him, just very different. Mm -hmm. um, so just kind of, you know, that misconception and then that autism is a, is a form of retardation and that my son, you know, is, is, you know, has a mental retardation that prevents him from thinking normal or being normal. So you hear that a lot um, yeah. outside of the autism community where people don't really understand what a child with autism means. And then you have the 
high functioning and low functioning people don't understand what that means mm. autism basically is how does it show up like my son's autism shows up in many different ways in my family although he can you know he's verbal he's very self-sufficient um, his autism shows up in many different ways and I'm still learning like I said his diagnosis came back in 2018 so I'm still learning how it actually shows up um, not only for him but in my life as his mother yeah of course wow um, and so in the early part of your journey, was there like a, a specific resource or something that just helped made a world of difference as far as dealing with your son's autism? In the beginning, I would say no. It took a lot of research and just kind of my own, you know, getting on the, the internet and trying to figure out what this meant. Um, I will say that I did, you know, being a military family, I forgot to mention that, of a uh, active duty airman, the resources that we had available was I had his developmental pediatric doctor. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Um, with that, I've, to be honest with you, I have, I've never heard of that. Um, is it possible for you to give me a little more insight on that? I think you've, you've muted yourself. Yes, yeah, so the developmental pediatric doctor was the doctor who actually did the autism spectrum disorder assessment on my son. He had been my son's doctor for a couple of years um, mm -hmm. when we were stationed at Las Vegas, in Las Vegas at Nellis Air Force Base. Um, and the thing about that is that in the beginning, Sorry about that. Oh, no, but in, 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 the, in the beginning, um, he wasn't exactly sure if we were even going, going to do the assessment because like I was saying, autism showed up very different in my son. Mm -hmm. It showed up more um, as an aggressive child. Um, his mood, he was very unstable when it came to his mood. So he had very high highs and very low lows on the emotional side. Um, and so it showed up more like a behavioral situation. And so after multiple hospitalizations, um, acute care type um, hospitalization. So there was some inpatient care. And then we had a long term um, inpatient um, care where he was actually in another state for seven months. Um, the doctor decided to go ahead and do the assessment. He that was kind of like our last resort. What else can mm. we figure out of what, what was going on with my son? Um, I'm grateful for the assessment, uh, because not only did it allow me as a mother to kind of understand my son a little bit more. It opened up more doors for therapy and services for my son as well. Hmm. Okay. And let's, let's move into, um, because I've, I'm seeing that fortunately, you know, there's a lot of sharing when it comes to um, being in this type of situation or, you know, um, dealing with uh, someone that you're taking care of that is autistic. What general advice do you have for parents who may be in similar situations? One thing I would say, especially if you're at the beginning of your journey, um, do, do a lot of research to understand what, uh, what autism means. Um, learn more about um, how it's going to show up learn exactly what it is that your child needs as far as services and resources so you can be a you know be able to better parent that child i will tell you I, i'm a mother of five boys he you know my son is one of five and going through that journey um, he has taught me to not only just be a better parent for him 
but a better parent for all of my children because I was trying to parent them all of the same. Um, and he taught me that um, there's various parenting styles when it comes to different children. Um, so one big thing is do your research. Another thing I would tell families, um, don't do this journey alone. Do not do this journey alone because there's many nights of, that I cried, um, even though I had my spouse and I had a village of people helping me, but still because no one could relate um, okay. and understand exactly what it was that I was going through as a mom, um, you do feel that sense of loneliness. So find a support group. I can't, you know, harp on that, you know, more than what I'm just saying is just find a support group of families um, whose child are also on the autism spectrum and get to know them. Um, allow them to share their own journeys as well as you sharing your journey. So don't do this journey alone. Um, research, don't do it by yourself. Don't make it harder on yourself and, and get out there. Um, if it was a diagnosis from a developmental pediatric doctor or if it was an assessment from the school district because they too do um, an autism assessment as well, um, make sure you ask them, uh, build a network of, of resources as well from the schools or the hospitals to see what services are out there. And there's a multitude of free services. So please get out there and look for those things so you don't have to feel like, what do I do with this you know, diagnosis? There's so much out there for autism families. And, you know, I definitely hear what you're saying, but the one thing that jumped out at me was five boys. Oh, my goodness. How how do you manage? Because, uh, you know, you have one that that may require a, a very specific type of attention from you. So for for parents who have, you know, other children who may not be on the spectrum, how do you balance and you know put things in perspective for so that no one feels left out or you know you're able to keep up with what you know what the other children are doing and how they're learning uh when when i mentioned that musu i will tell you the village the support wow. system that i have i i mean i couldn't ask for a better support system i'm grateful for them because some you know members of my family they would come to visit and help me take care of my son, especially mm -hmm. when it was, you know, a lot harder for me um, because with the military and, and both my husband and I, me, I'm not active duty, I'm reserved, but him being active duty, um, the mission doesn't stop. So my right. husband had gone to, you know, on two deployments in the beginning of our journey. Um, so that left me alone uh, at the time with four boys. So what I failed to mention is that I'm a mother of two bonus boys. So all together, um, we don't have all of them at, in our home at the same time, but at the most, we will have all five, you mm -hmm. know, during breaks and things like that. So we have very good co-parenting relationships with, you know, our mm -hmm. other parents of our children. So them being able to take them on um, yeah. during the hardest times of when, my husband and I was going through this journey. So that alone, um, my in-laws are great, my mother. So just the, the village of people, how do mm -hmm. I manage it? Sometimes I don't even know myself. I know that <laughs> I'm a believer. Um, I have a very good relationship with God and I just ask him to be my manager of everything in my life. And mm -hmm. parenting is the one that, you know, I feel like he kind of blessed me with. So I go to him um, and ask him, give me guidance. How, how yeah. do I do this? You know, how do I make this easy for myself and for my children? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it, you're right. It definitely takes a village. Um, so I'm glad to see that you have a, a support system intact as well. So, you know, I also think it's important to point out 
for for anyone um you know whatever situation it is that you may be going through uh, whether it's with, you know, your child that you're bringing up or whatever the case may be, a support system is vital. And I think, um, Janelle, you made a very good point. You cannot do this by yourself. You can't do most things by yourself. So um, I'm glad to see that um, as you manage, you know, uh, with this with this challenge that you're able to still, sh still, still share and have some type of impact for those who need it. I think that's very commendable. Thank you. Thank you. I will say sharing is, is the best thing. Um, I grew up journaling uh, because I too had my own, you know, anxiety and depression that I suffered from. But being able to share my story, Musu, is a, is a form of journaling. Um, just to be able to get it out and start sharing and connecting with people that too, you know, who have <laughs> gone through this or are going through the same journey. That's what really helps. You know, mm -hmm. when you hold this in and you don't share or speak or let anyone know exactly what it is that you're going through, again, it just makes it harder for your journey. So yeah. sharing is really big for me right now. There was a point when I was afraid to share because I felt somewhat ashamed. Again, that goes back to kind of, you know, being hard on yourself as a parent and trying yeah. to figure out what I did wrong. But once I was able to start sharing um, my journey and my story, I felt a little bit more relieved and it made it a lot easier because then, you know, people will kind of rally behind you and tell you, I understand, even though they may not share the same story, but mm -hmm. just having that to know that you can share and people connect with you based off of sharing your story. Was there any uh, significant event or trigger that made you transition from keeping things to yourself to sharing? Yes. So when, when I first started uh, my Instagram page, I was kind of scared to kind of share because my Facebook page is connected to more of my family members. And again, it goes back to that stigma in the black community. Right. And, you know, everybody, you know, in my family would assume, you know, uh, all you need to do is spank that boy behind and do this and do that. Right. And so that's kind of what made me even more afraid to share because you know, my Facebook was uh, built with my family. So I just decided not to share on that platform. And Instagram was a little bit more open. Mm -hmm. And it kind of allowed me to be a little bit, you know, anonymous, but not really in sharing my hardest part of the journey and start posting things. Um, and that kind of, again, built that relief for me. So the biggest incident that kind of happened is when we transitioned to Nellis Air Force Base from Texas. And um, I had already known that there were some things that I was watching in my son because I had, you know, my other boys to compare him to. And we had just transitioned there. We call it PCSing. Mm -hmm. So it's a permanent change of station. And uh, we got there and my son, who was four at the time, wandered off from the home. Um, and, and I know people are like, how did that happen? And it's not that we are parents that, you know, don't pay attention to your child or that we're irresponsible. I had a caregiver present. Um, mm -hmm. And because my son is very wise and um, when he has something on his mind and he's going to go for it, um, he's going to figure out, in, you know, in his own clever ways how to get out of a situation mm -hmm. and wander off when uh, security forces, which is our form of law enforcement in the Air Force, found our son. They contacted, you know, his unit. I was working about an hour away from home. That right there was wow. probably the, the turning point. Uh, I that's that scare alone when you when you know your four-year-old has wandered oh, you're fine, we'll get see. interrupted so when you mentioned something earlier um about sharing your story you know we were just talking about that that i think that's 
very, um, of course, that's, that's important, but it's one thing to establish, you know, this awesome organization you have, but then when it comes to sharing where you've been and where you're trying to go, um, we can talk about that a little bit because you are also an author, correct? Yes, that is correct. I am. Okay, so let's talk about your your journey as an author. Um, you reached a point where you were comfortable sharing your story. Uh, so what happened from there? So back in, I would say, kind of late 2017, uh, one of my Air Force counterparts, someone I served with many, many years ago, had been following my story a little bit on Instagram. She had always been uh, one to kind of comment and kind of kind of share some things about understanding and even um, learning a lot from me being able to share my story. She had reached out to me late 2017 and said she had a project that she think that I would be interested in. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'm very shy and I'm an introverted heart. And so when she brought, you know, told me about the project, I told her, let me pray on it a little bit because at that time still I was only comfortable sharing from behind the scenes, but I was not sure if I wanted to share on this side in a huge platform by writing um, within a book. So I'm a co-author of a book. So when she brought me in, uh, gave, gave me some, a couple of days to pray about it, you know, talk to my spouse about it. And I said, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not share, you know, my journey of what it is like to parent a child? And at the time, Musui did not have a diagnosis of, mm. of autism for my son. It was just more about sharing the journey of how I was parenting a child at the time who was um, diagnosed with um, ADHD or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and DMDD, which is called disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. Hmm. Um, And so those were his only two diagnoses, but again, it was hard. It was very challenging. And so she brought brought me the project and I signed on. I signed on and I said, yes. So being able to, you know, be a co-author of an anthology and sharing that journey again, it did open up some emotional wounds because at one point in the writing uh, journey, the writing process, I kind of got to a stopping point. I reached out to, you know, the visionary behind the book and I said, look, this is hard. This is very hard for me because I am still going through a lot of challenges with my son and I don't feel, you know, okay sharing. And so thankfully for, you know, she had some good connections and I'm thankful for divine connections because she connected me with one of her uh, close friends who was a counselor and her and I stayed on the phone. I cried with her. She kind of gave me some, you know, writing process avenues of, Hey, take it here, you know, share those moments, share those emotional moments as you're writing. Cause that is the way you're going to connect with the people reading the book. And so I did, I began, you know, when you get that writer's block and trying to understand, Hey, yeah. am I, am I, you know, am I ready to share my journey? You know, what is making this process hard? And so being able to talk with her, connect with her, being motion, emotional, get those things out and being able, <clears throat> excuse me, being able to share um, and be a co-author of that anthology was probably one of the best things for me. And in 2018, you know, being a co-author of Woman Unveiled, um, that was probably one of the, the best things I could say in sharing my, my, my journey. Uh, my, my chapter in there is called A Mother's Love. And again, it is just sharing, you know, the, the challenge and the things that I was going through with my son at that time for the years prior to uh, mm-hmm. writing the book. So. Hmm. And that is, you said Woman Unveiled, right? Yes, yes, Woman Unveiled. 
and it is a uh, bestseller on Amazon. So yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's huge because I guess that also says, you know, we, because we're on here, we always talk about sharing your story because you never know. There's always someone who needs to hear it. So obviously people needed to to hear your story and the, the other um, people's story that were a part of that book as well. So it's awesome to see that that type of impact was, was, was there, you know? Yes, that is, that is so true. And even, you know, the other women's stories that were in there, um, again, it's an anthology of us, you know, unveiling a lot of the things that we're going through. Um, so, you know, the, the, I will tell you, and I'm not being biased, the, the book alone is just wonderful because it helps women connect to other women who are going through challenges and being able to share it. Our ways of how we were able to get out of or be able to um, kind of restore ourselves through the challenges that we were going through. Okay. Wow. And so while you were, you know, uh, opening up, probably for the first time and on such a big platform, what was that writing process like? Um, I'm sure there was probably some anxiety or hesitation on your part. Uh, Talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, so like I was sharing, the the journey was with as far as the writing process was 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 a challenge because Mm -hmm. again um you go through those moments of am i ready to share and then uh, you go through the the moments of is is somebody going to read my story and think you know this is you know a good story i was never an author and at the time i i didn't consider myself or want to be until the project was kind of offered to me to you know to be a part of the, the the book itself so the journey was just again, it's almost like journaling, you yeah. know, being able to sit down and write. And the way they, again, it, they, they kind of brought it to us as far as the process alone is as if I'm sitting down talking to a girlfriend. And when they gave us that, that process to say that you're just sitting down having a conversation with someone and just start writing, I did that. I sat down with two of my best friends and just had the conversation because I was like, I don't even know where to start how do I start this book? Where do I start in my journey? Because there was so much and I wasn't sure how to capture everything, but I knew I couldn't capture everything because, you know, we were sharing the book with other authors. Yes. So you were only given a, you know, a certain amount of words that you can have in there. So again, I wanted to capture some of the most challenging moments. Um, Again, some of the good and the bad. Um, And I had to be willing to share some of the ugly, uh, a lot of the ugly, of course, Mm -hmm. but also, you know, giving, you know, families or women, whoever was going to read this book, a way of how, how I was able to be restored through this challenge. Mm. Um, and after I kind of thought of it as a conversation and that I had with my friends and kind of going through that process, I started writing. So I started sharing my story a little bit more and writing each day, adding to my chapter. Hmm. And so that's awesome. Did that, did this entire experience, especially, you know, once you've, you were able to put that chapter in the book did that have any effect on how you related to your family because before you know things were challenging in the beginning did any of that change a little bit a little okay. bit my mother who is a very private person mm-hmm. um was kind of you know she had her own reservations uh, not that i would even be sharing anything about my mother in my yeah. in my portion of the book but just about me sharing being opened about my you know that your business you know growing up it was anything that happened in this house stays in this house and so we weren't even 
my family, we weren't in, in that time of, of sharing stuff, especially some of the most sacred and, and emotional things that were going on in your life. So mm-hmm. I was very afraid of how my mom would feel about me opening up. Uh, but when I tell you, Musu, when we had the launch of the book, and actually there's a documentary attached to it as well, my mother was right by my side. Awesome. Uh, so I kind of feared if I was going to, you know, mess with that relationship. Yeah. But again, I think it drew me a lot closer because my mom has been my right hand woman in this journey as well. So it made, you know, those connections with, you know, my family and friends draw closer and nearer to me because then they had just that, you know, even though they were on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. they were able to connect with me a little bit more and just kind of have that better understanding of, wow, this is what Janelle is really going through, you know? So I would say it built, better connections and relationships with my family and friends. That is awesome to hear because truth be told that that's not always the case, you know, but I think that was very, you know, brave of you to not just, well, yeah, to just share that story because I think it looks like it opened so many other doors for you. And I'm very glad to hear that, um, you know, as far as you relating with your friends and family that, it has be, it has been uh, somewhat beneficial. So again, congratulations on that as well. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And so I also have to ask you now that you have complete completed this one chapter, are you headed towards writing your your own book at all? Yes, I am, and I'm glad you asked. I am so excited, Musu. Um, I am actually in the process of writing William is artistic the book. So Mm -hmm. the book and the manuscript, the manuscript is already done. So we are in the publication uh, phase of that. So if you don't know, um, kind of like the process of writing a book. So you write, you have your manuscript and that's the writing process alone and writing your story and then kind of sending it off to either a publication company or someone um, like, thank God it was someone I knew. The visionary behind Woman Unveiled is the person that I'm actually collaborating with to publish William is Artistic. So right now, um, manuscript has been sent off. We have gone through the uh, kind of drafting and relooking at, you know, some words and, you know, the grammar and everything just to kind of make sure it's Mm -hmm. good. And so we are waiting on the actual product just to kind of do a good review before we finalize the actual manuscript. Wow. That, I, I love hearing stories like that. I love it. So congrats to you. I, I'm, I'm sure that book will relate to so many people and that it'll do very well. So I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah. And so when that starts flying off the shelves, you need to come back to the Writer's Haven so that we can follow up with you. Yes, um, I, I will be excited to share, um, especially more about what the book is about and how not only, you know, is William is artistic, is, a, is not only, again, sharing a little bit about, mm-hmm. you know, my son's journey uh, with his diagnosis for autism. It's also helping other families out there to know this is, this is nothing normal. You know, I've followed a doctor on Instagram um, who my son also went through one of his therapies, which is brain balance, and followed him um, on kind of what he says, he's a neuropsychologist and he speaks about autism and how if they had, if they knew what they knew now, that years, years ago, like early 1900s, like every one in five person would be diagnosed with autism. That's Mm. how big it is now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And see, once again, 
while you're making all of these accomplishments, you're raising awareness. And of course, that's, that's always important. Um, you're opening people's eyes. Uh, you're causing us to think because you have mentioned a lot of important things today. And some of the things I was not aware of before. You know, I've heard of, of ADD and ADHD, but the other one that you mentioned, I, I had never heard of that. So I would be interested in, in more information on that. And um, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact name of it, but it it was something that you said in addition to ADD and ADHD. Yes, yes. It's a um, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. So okay. DMDD, DMD. uh, just a little bit about it, because when we got the diagnosis, I myself was not familiar with it mm -hmm. and was trying to figure out what is, what is this? What does this mean for my son? And again, medically, services therapy, what does it mean for him in that way? You know, mm -hmm. so I would... And I'm not a doctor by no means, because the first diagnosis they tried to diagnose my son with was um, pediatric bipolar. And then once he was seen by another doctor through an assessment, that's where the DMDD diagnosis came, because they kind of ruled out or threw out, you know, pediatric bipolar, because they said, when we're looking at a child as young as my son was, he was between four and five, we, they can't, you know, the, the diagnosis of bipolar is just not common for hmm. children that young and so in trying to figure out especially with the mood um how unstable his mood was that was the diagnosis that came with it and it and it was fine because it also gave me more to kind of research and kind of understand because i started to see it for myself mm -hmm. and kind of identifying exactly oh wow this is what this diagnosis means this hmm. is why i'm having a hard time with you know the meltdowns and you know like when you have a child who's you know, who's happy one moment and then, you know, sad. Like when I say super sad, I mean crying and welling and you're trying to be the mom and ask what's going on and they can't even verbalize what is going on with, wow. you know, with themselves. That's, that's what I started to see show up more and understand more about that diagnosis. Hmm. And, and that's very important to know. I would love to, uh, you know, talk more about that and learn more about that. So again, um, we can definitely do another episode on that. I, I know you're a busy woman, so I'm, I'm going to um, let you go for now. But thank you, because you have brought so much uh, to the table today, not just with your vision, not just with your organization, but with your, your journey as well. That, that always has an important take-home message for everyone. So I do want to um, thank you. And if you could please just to let everyone know how they can best reach you should they have any questions or they, they want to email you or they want to support your organization? Yes, yes. I am on Instagram um, as Janelle, J-E-N-E-L-L underscore 0911181. I also have a William is Artistic Instagram page. So it is William spelled commonly underscore is underscore artistic underscored ink inc so i have those two pages on social media where i kind of link and merge a lot of the information that i share um, not only just on my journey as a special education parent advocate um, you can find me also on facebook as janelle d brown so spelled commonly as well and then if you know you would like to reach out have questions in regards to anything that i spoke about today you can reach me through email at william is artistic at gmail.com. And I did want to kind of give the full title for Women Unveiled. So just if anybody was looking for it on Amazon, it is Women Unveiled, 
13 Stories of Restoration to Power, Purpose, and Peace. And so that book is already out there. It's an anthology with 13 wonderful authors, powerful women, and then look forward to seeing William is Artistic, hopefully towards the end of the year. We're going to be launching that soon. So thank you, Musu, for this time. I appreciate it. No problem, Janelle. And as always, you are welcomed back. I mean, you you really shared a, so many um, key things today. So I really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to hearing more about your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited for this, uh, excited for more. And then also being back on the show to share some more with you. So thank yeah, you. Of course. Okay. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, we're going to, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and wrap up. So, um, I guess-